Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. This is Elder Bazaar. Turn your radio on. Give me your listening ear. I'm here to tell you some good news. Good news, good news, good news. What is the good news, Brother Bazaar? Brother Bazaar, I want to let you know this is him in Warren, Ohio, and I'm going on down there in Atlanta, Georgia, on Block Talk Radio, and we're going to talk about nobody else, nobody else but Jesus Christ. I want to let you know that he is actually definitely, absolutely coming back again to get a church. The world can't hold on too much longer. Amen. The church is not too much longer to go. Why? Because the Bible said in the last days, in the last days, in the last hour, in the last month, in the last week, in the last minute, in the last second, perilous time shall come. And I'm here to tell you now, we're living in a perilous time. We're living in a perilous generation. We're living in a generation where men, women, boys, and girls seem like they don't know who God is, don't want to know who God is, but he is the creator and maker of all mankind. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. He is the now and he is the forever. And this is Elder Bazaar coming to you in the mercies of God, in the humbleness of God, in the love of God, to let you know, get your soul ready, get your heart ready, get your mind ready, get your family together. Amen. Let me tell you something. It's time to repent. It's time to repent and turn to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because we know, the devil knows, every angel knows, the signs of the times are here. Just before we get into the word, I want you to bow your heads in prayer, Father, in the name of the mighty name, of the name of names, Jesus Christ our Lord. We come to you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the humblest way that we can. We ask you, Lord, use my lips to pray. Use your spirit in my spirit. Let me speak the word of truth. Let me speak to somebody that knows they need you in the pardon of their sin before it's everlasting too late. We just thank you, Lord, for your goodness that you have bestowed upon us to see another day, see another hour. We know Satan is roaring like a lion, seeking he may devour. People dying, going to hell every day because they won't receive Christ. Many, many, many are going because the Bible says God is the way. Broad is the way that leadeth into destruction, and many go in thereat. For straight is the way, and narrow is the gate that leadeth into life, and very few will find it. We just ask you right now, touch somebody's heart and draw them in before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name, the church say amen. Yeah, this is Elder Bazaar coming back to you in the mighty force, coming back to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Ready on fire on fire for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because the Holy Ghost is awake. The Holy Ghost is calling. The Holy Ghost is yearning men, boys and girls to come on in before it's everlasting too late. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hit my breath this afternoon. Amen. We are here on the behalf of the mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. On our behalf. We want to let you know that we are going to be on Tonight, I'll be on Sunday evening at 5 o'clock. I'll be on, and we're going to try to be on the rest of the year. Amen. And we're going to start off the New Year's 2023 on the same thing, the same Jesus, the same word, the same preaching, to let you know Jesus Christ, Christ, the Son of the living God, is on his way back to earth. 
He got to come back. If he don't come back, man will destroy himself. He's on the eve of destruction. Men today are destroying themselves. Men today are repeating and rebelling against God Almighty. But we're here to tell you one thing about it. Jesus Christ is real. He can save you to the utmost. He can save you till you know you saved. He can save you from sin, death, hell, and the grave. Amen, amen. Let's turn to our Bible, amen, to the book of St. Matthew's. We'll come out a little bit out of the 24th chapter of Matthew because that's what we're living in now. This has been this has been going over and over for the last two thousand years. Ever since Jesus Christ came to the earth and took the disciples on the top of the Mount of Olives and he spoke to them, Amen, about the end time. What would happen just before he come? How will the world be when Christ is on his way back? How bad will it get? And we're going to read in the book of St. Matthew, the 24th chapter, the 24th chapter. And this is the only book that you will hear this. You won't hear from no other book. And that is the word of God. Jesus Christ, amen, tells us exactly what's going to happen just before he comes. And we realize that before Jesus Christ comes back to the earth, before he puts his foot on the top of the Mount of Olives, before he spits the sky in the 19th chapter of Revelation, the 11th verse, before he comes back with the church, because that's when he's going to come back with the church, because the church is going to be raptured up seven years prior to the tribulation period. In other words, the body of Christ, Born again, baptized, Holy Ghost-filled believers. Those that are strong in the Lord, those that are weak in the Lord, those that have backslid in the Lord, he's going to remove them for the planet. Now, I know some people talking about, well, backslider ain't going to make it. No, what is a backslider? A backslider is a saved person that have left their first love. They know Jesus Christ, but they're not doing and walking in the spirit. That's a backslider. Jesus Christ, amen, is married to a backslider, just like he was married to Israel. Jesus Christ is married to a backslider. He said, I am married to a backslider. And the born-again believer is a backslider. And those that are on fire for God, ready to go, looking for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, those that are in the grave, those that are in prisons, those that are in the same asylum, those that have given their life to Christ, make no difference who you are, what you are, where you're coming from, not rich or poor, not blind, or anybody that wants to come to Christ. The Bible says, Jesus Christ said, whosoever will, let him come on in. Come on in, because Satan is roaring like a lion, trying to prevent you from coming to the cross. Come on to the cross. Going to church is good. 
But you've got to go to the cross. You've got to come to the cross. You've got to see what Jesus Christ done for you 2,000 years ago. You've got to put it in the picture of your mind and see what he went through in the Garden of Gethsemane. You've got to put in your mind and see how the Roman government crucified him because the Jews said we don't want him, and they put the Gentile nation to crucify the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. you got to put in your mind how they whipped him and beat him and ridiculed him, and they slashed him, they dashed him, they called him everything but the Son of God. They took nails and nailed through his hand. They pierced his side. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They wagged their fists, and they took their tongues and licked their tongues out of him and said, if you be the Son of God, come down. Come down from the cross. But Jesus Christ had a had a better plan. He said, I'm gonna let them hang me. I'm gonna let them ridicule me. I'm letting them I'm gonna let them put nails to my hand because I am the one that's gonna be a sacrifice for the sins of the world. Oh my God, my God. Jesus Christ was a sacrifice for the sins of the world. In other words, he took your sin, my sins, your mama's sins, your daddy's sins, your enemy's sins. He took all the sins of the world and it was nailed on him. It was nailed to the cross. He hung, he hung, he hung, he hung, he hung. Oh, did he hang? He hung until heaven was embarrassed. He hung till the angels pruned the wind. He hung till the devil shook his knees together in the hell. He hung for what? My lying self, dirty walking, dirty talking, a hypocrite, backbiting, homosexuality. He died for infidelity. He died for uh, uh, cults. He died for all the liars, all the backbiters. He died for all the drug addicts. He died for all the prostitutes. He died for all the homosexuals. He died for all the lesbianism. He died for all those that live wicked, wicked. And sin is wicked. And every man, every boy, every girl that was ever born was born. Listen to what I've got to say to you. Born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Nobody could save you. Nobody could help you. Nobody could uh, uh, renew your mind, renew your spirit. Nobody could do it. No, no occult could do it. No preacher could do it. No bishop could do it. No pope could do it. Nobody. You hear what I said? Nobody in hell, nobody in heaven, nobody could do anything. But one man, one man out of all the men that was ever born, this man was different. This man was God man. You hear what I said? He was God man. He was God in man. Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. Ooh, human flesh. Flesh that like you and I have. Flesh that could take that felt pain. Flesh that could cry. Flesh that could get disappointed. Flesh could, uh, that took punishment. The flesh of Jesus Christ was human flesh. Born not of man, not by the will of man, but was born of God. God himself incarnated himself in Mary's womb and brought forth the Son, a capital S-O-N, the Son of the living God. Jesus Christ was born in a manger, and while he was in the manger, he still had the capability of running earth. He still told the sun to shine. He still told the sun to rise. He still told the moon to come up, and he was in the cradle. When he was 12 years old, he still was running the world. When he was 33, he still was running the world. And when he died and hung on the cross, he still had control of the world, and he still has control of the world. But one thing, God seemed like he can't control. He can't control man. And the only reason 
reason that God can't control man because man don't want to be controlled by God. Man don't want to live for God. Man don't want to get saved through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Man want to do his own thing. Man want to go to heaven without being regenerated. Man want to have his own little picnic. But let me tell you, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. I'm here to tell you tonight, are you saved? Do you know who Jesus is? Have you repented of your sins? Have you turned from your wicked, evil, low-down, dirty self? Come on now. And I'm not leaving myself out. Used to be low-down and dirty. Used to be a sinner. Used to be a, 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 a carnal and uh, a fleshly-minded. But when Christ came into my life, he changed my life all the way around. I'm a new creature in Jesus Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. I'm a new creature in Jesus Christ, and pretty soon I'm getting ready to go to heaven. I'm getting ready to go to heaven. I'm getting ready to go see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. I, I'm, I, I'll die to see Jesus, but I don't want to die now. I want to preach this word. I want to tell somebody else about this Jesus that I know. Amen. I've been knowing for a little while. In fact, amen. I got saved. I accepted Jesus Christ when I was a young man, young boy, nine years old. And Jesus Christ kept me all the way up till I'm 78 years old. I was called into the ministry at the age of 21. I've been preaching for almost 58 years. This will be my 57 years. Evangelist, preaching to different churches, preaching in the prison, preaching on the street, preaching to anybody that want to hear about this Christ. I ain't talking about this Jesus that folks have made up. And I'm talking about this crucified Christ. I'm talking about the one that died and was raised from the dead by his own power and went back to heaven 2,000 years ago, and he's been gone, and he said before he left, I'm going away to prepare a place for you, and if I go away, I will come again and receive it to myself. And Jesus Christ has been gone for 2,000 years, and I've been preaching about his second coming, about his resurrection, about his salvation, about his suffering and dying. I've been preaching about his love that he had for the world, that he gave his only begotten son. I've been preaching how he delivered me, and he can deliver you from sin, death, hell, and the grave. Because let me tell you, my friends, you don't want to go to hell, and there is a hell that shows you born. There is a hell. There's a place where the wicked will be punished. There's a place where the unbelievers will be punished. There's a place where all those that have not received Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, will burn in hell. There is a hell. Definitely there is a hell. There is a heaven. There is a place where there will never be any more sin. There is a place where it will be righteousness forever. There is a place where there won't be nothing but love forever, joy, peace, oh, long-suffering. There won't be nothing but rejoicing forever and ever and ever and ever and ever more. But you cannot go to heaven unless you receive Jesus Christ because he has eternal life, and that eternal life is in him. Satan does not have eternal life. He cannot be redeemed. Satan can't be saved. Satan cannot ever, never, forever eternity enter back into the kingdom of God and renew himself to become the chief angel. Never, never, never will he ever come in the presence of God and deal with God anymore. 
after Jesus Christ comes to this earth. When Jesus Christ comes to this earth, he's going to bind Satan in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years. Listen to what I got to say. 1,000 years, and you'll find 1,000 years in the book of Revelation. He's going to bind a low-down, dirty devil. He's a low-down murderer. He's a liar. He's a whoremonger. He's an adulteress. He's a fornicator. He's a lustful, pitiful cherubim that never will ever become righteous again. He will be punished in hell forever. And his job, his only job that he can do, he can only kill, rob, and destroy. His job, listen to me now, his job is to keep you. His, his main job is to keep you from accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He wants you to go to hell with him. He wants you to suffer with him. He wants you to live with him in the lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever. Never, never, never come in contact with God ever again. He wants you to be separated from God. And he knows the only way that you can be reconciled back to God. He knows this is the only way you can be reconciled back to God. Not by Buddha. Not by Shintoism, not by Catholic, not by Baptist, not by Presbyterian, not by the Church of God, not by Hoodoo, not by Voodoo. And there is no religion on this planet or the other side of this planet that can bring salvation like Jesus. How do you know? I know this by fact. I'll show you in the Word of God where it says this. Listen to what it says in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, the fourth chapter, starting at the 12th verse, it says this. The fourth chapter in the book of Acts, it says this to pinpoint your foundation. The fourth chapter, the 12th verse, it says 4 and 12. 4 and 12 says neither, 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 neither is there salvation. There is no other salvation in any other. Ain't no salvation in nobody else other, but there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must, M-U-S-T, must be saved. No preacher, no bishop, no deacon, nobody can save your soul but Jesus Christ. There is no other name given under heaven whereby men can be saved. There is no other man that you can confess to to be saved. There's no other man that you can bow to to be saved but the name of Jesus. If you're not bowing down to Jesus Christ in your spirit, in your mind, in your soul, in your, in, in your body, guess what? You're lost if you don't love Jesus with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Love thy neighbor. If you don't love Jesus, most likely you ain't saved. Because whoever knows God loves his son. 
And Jesus Christ is the Son. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ said, no man can get to my Father except he come by me. Buddha, Baal, all the false gods, all the empties of false gods cannot save you. So the world is saying, we got other ways to get to heaven. We got other ways to worship God. You ain't no but one way to worship God. You got to worship God. You got to worship God in spirit and in truth. If you're not in truth, if you're not in the spirit, you cannot worship God. Because God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Listen, we are definitely in that last days. Listen to what Jesus says on the top of the Mount of Olives. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said unto him, See ye not all these things? Verily I say to you, there shall not be left one stone upon the other that shall not be thrown down. And as he set up on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, oh, tell us, Lord, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign, the signs, all kind of signs, give me some signs of thy coming and of the end of the world. Give us some signs. Give us some recognition. Give us a, 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 a uh, thing that would happen before you come. We want to know because if we don't know, we can't prepare ourselves. We want to know because we are concerned about this end of the world thing, the end of the world. What do you mean, end of the world? End of the age. It means the end of the age. End of what? End of sin. End of the devil. End of diabolic demons and devils. End of every wicked, low-down, dirty, rotten sin that man can even think of or do. It's going to be the end of that. God is going to end it. God is going to get rid of sin. God hates sin. And by him hating sin, he did something about sin. What did he do about sin? He could have to destroy the whole world because he hates sin. But he didn't destroy the whole world. John 3.16 says he didn't destroy the whole world. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, in other words, accept him, depend upon him, rely on him, love him, embrace him, ooh, lose your mind over him. What you mean? Let you mean lose your mind. Let this mind that was in Christ be also in you. In other words, have a Christ-like mind. Have a Christ-like spirit. Have a Christ-like walk. Have a Christ-like talk. You walk, talk, look. Ooh, you might have to look like Christ, but you can have the attributes of Christ. And the one of the greatest attributes of Christ is love, love, love. The Bible talks about love one, love one another. It talks about if a man say he loved God and hate his brother, he's a liar and the truth is not in. Man say that he loved God and loved his neighbor. As I said, you have fulfilled the law. You have fulfilled the law because God is love. 
and God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. They ripped him. They ripped his flesh open. They nailed nails in his hand. They pierced his side. They gave him a drink of vinegar, and he refused it because uh, it wasn't water. They called him everything but the son of God, and he didn't say a moment word for you. He died for you. He suffered for you. He was killed for you. He was whipped with 40, 39 stripes for you. He cried for you. He shed his blood for you. He dropped his head between the locks of his shoulders for you. Woo! He went down in the grave for you. He stayed in the grave for three days and three nights for you. He got up on the third day morning for you. You! Why are you? So that you wouldn't have to go to hell. Because you can't go to hell thinking you can work your way and, and, and be good. You can't go to heaven, amen. You can't go to heaven just being good. You can't go to heaven just going to church. You can't go to heaven just by uh, not doing certain things. The only way you can go to heaven is what Jesus Christ did for you on Calvary's cross. He laid down his life. He laid down his life once and for all. Jesus Christ is not coming back down here to die anymore. He died once and for all that you may be redeemed by his blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Jesus Christ's blood is the only blood that can save you. The animal blood can't save you. Man's blood can't save you. No other blood can save you but the blood of Jesus Christ. And I curse Satan by the blood of Jesus Christ that he would open up your eyes and that you may see without Jesus Christ in your life, you are a lost sinner. You are a sinner, and a sinner has nothing, amen, to offer what? Jesus Christ, but Christ himself. When you get to heaven, what you want to offer God Almighty? If you go to heaven, you cannot go to heaven without Jesus Christ. You've got to have Christ in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind. You've got to walk like Christ. You've got to talk like Christ. You've got to grow in grace because God said, I so love you so much, I'm going to give you enough grace to get your act together. And he's given the world 2,000 years of grace. 2,000 years of grace. He has given this age to repent. And the world saying, I'm not going to repent. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to stay the same way. I believe I can go to heaven. My preacher told me there ain't no hell. My preacher told me it wasn't necessary for Jesus Christ to die. My preacher telling you a fat lie, a white lie, a black lie, because you've got to come to Jesus before you can get to God Almighty. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ told us exactly. He told his disciples, before I come back, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. He said, now, Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. Don't let nobody make a fool out of you. Don't let no preacher make a fool out of you. Don't let no bishop make a fool out of you. Don't let the Pope make a fool out of you. Don't let Farrakhan make a fool out of you. Don't let no Baptist make a fool out of you. Don't let no denomination make a fool out of you. Don't be deceived. Don't be tricked. Don't be hoodwinked. Why? 
because man is a deceptive person. The devil is a deceiver, and he has deceived the world in believing that there is no God. Some believe that if he is a God, he's taking a nap. Some believe that God and forgot about the earth, but that's a lie. Jesus Christ is concerned about souls, 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 souls. He ain't concerned about what kind of car you got, how much money you got, or what the color of your skin. Jesus Christ is concerned about souls of men. He don't want nobody to go to hell. Christ don't want nobody to go to hell. He died to save you from hell. If he don't do nothing else, he died for you so that you wouldn't have to go to hell. And folk believe that they can be good that they can do's and not do's and wear and not wear and go to heaven. You can't go to heaven and your soul haven't been saved and haven't been washed in the blood of the Lamb and have not been sanctified and justified and glorified in Jesus. You can't go. You won't be there. And the only way you can get to heaven is, is by the rapture. The rapture is the only way that you can what? In a moment of a twinkling of an eye, be transformed from earth to glory in a moment and a twinkling of an eye by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost through the blood of Jesus Christ. If you have not been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and working, what? Working for not for salvation, because you can't work for your salvation. No man can work for his salvation. Works is for rewards. Amen. And when Christ comes for the born-again believer, he will transform them out of that mortal body and give them a body of immortality, and they will be caught up, caught up, caught up in the middle of the air. What? And meet the Lord in the air. That is called the rapture, the rapture of the church. Before Christ comes back on the top of the Mount of Olives, where he was when he wrote the 24th chapter of St. Matthew. He was on the top of the Mount of Olives, and when he comes back, he's coming back on the top of the Mount of Olives, and he's going to bring the church because the church is going to be raptured up, and seven years the church is going to be in heaven. Oh, yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir, brother. Oh, yes, sir, brother. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I Ain't nobody going to change my mind. Amen. The devil can't change it. Mama can't change it. Daddy can't change it. My best friend can't change it. I've got my mind up and my heart is fixed. I'm going to glory, not by my own power, not by my own ingenuity, but by the blood of Jesus Christ because I repented of my sins and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm looking, I'm hoping, I'm expecting the return of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in 2023. And I ain't going to tell you what day because no man knows the day nor the hour. But I tell you, the Bible didn't say nothing about what year. And this year coming up, amen, is 99.5. Woo! The rapture will occur in 2023. And I'll tell you why. Here's one reason why. This is what it says. Take heed, no man deceive you. For many, you hear what I said? This is Jesus talking. Jesus said, many shall come in my name. Many false Christ." will come in the name of Christ. Many false men will come in Christ's name and say, I am Christ, and shall and shall deceive many. Many people today are being deceived by false Christ. 
Men are coming on the scene telling the world that they are Jesus Christ. That's a lying wonder. That's a lying spirit. That's a blasphemy when some man come and tell them that they are Jesus Christ because no man can take the place of Jesus Christ. The only thing man can do is try to imitate Jesus Christ, and that's what Satan is using mankind for and bring these false Christs along and tell them that they are Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, this is what the Bible says. I didn't say this. It says, many. Many shall be deceived. Many people are being deceived in believing in these false Christs. Now, what is a false Christ? A false Christ is a man that comes and tells the world that he is Jesus Christ. That's a false Christ. Any man that comes and tells you that he is Jesus Christ, or God Almighty, he's a false Christ. And there have been men that have been coming and going. And a lot of people remember Daddy Grace, they remember Father Divine, they remember Jim Jones, they remember all these wicked men that have been transformed into an angel of light and call themselves preachers, and they are saying that they are Christ, they are false Christ, they are deceiving you. And Jesus said, many shall follow them. He didn't say many will follow him. He said, many shall follow them. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. I've been in by war ever since I was four years old. I was born in 1944, and in 1945, I started hearing about war. World War One and World War Two and 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 Korean War and War Vietnam the Six Days War 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 everywhere War ever since the beginning of time First War was mentioned in the 14th chapter of Genesis when men rebelled against five kings rebelled against four kings and there was war ever since then over the period of all whoo I would say six thousand years. War has been on the land. Everywhere you turn around, somebody's fighting. And out of 6,000 years that the earth, that man has been on the earth, about 6,000 years, there's only been 600 years of peace. Out of the all, all the other years and decades and centuries, there's been nothing but war. So we had nothing but war because war started in heaven. War started in heaven by Lucifer. Lucifer started the first war. It was a war in heaven because Lucifer warred against God Almighty. He was fighting against God Almighty to take the throne. He wanted the authority to run the world and the earth and the angels. He wanted to take God's place. And the war started in heaven. And God rooted him out, booted him out, cast him to earth. And when he cast him to earth, Satan brought that same rebellion to earth and started up in the Garden of Eden. He said, I'm going to get the creator. I'm going to get that clown. I'm going to destroy mankind. I'm going to liquidate mankind. I'm going to tear up the world. I'm going to make it like a jungle. I'm going to have people killing and murdering and raping. I'm going to turn men into women and women into men. I'm going to what? Devastate mankind. 
And let me tell you, mankind is letting the devil devastate him because we got everything that the Bible said would come in the last day. We got it on the earth right now. If the Bible said there would be whoremongers, we got them. If the Bible said there would be adulterers, we got them. If the Bible said there would be gamblers, we got them. We got everything that the Bible said that would happen in the last days, and now we're in the last days, and everything that's happening that the Bible said is happening right now, and there will be war. There's war right now. There's war going on right now, and they're telling me there's going to be future wars. There's a war coming up not not many years from now. It's called the war of what? Gog and Magog. Gog and Magog. There's a war coming. There has been a war in the past. There's a war now, and there's war in the future. It's called the Gog and Magog war. It's mentioned in the 37th and the 38th. The 38th and 39th chapter of the book of Ezekiel is called the Magog War. Gog and Magog, Meshach and Tuba. And the leader is Putin. Putin is going to start World War III. There's another war coming after that war. It's called the War of Armageddon. And then there's another war coming after the 1,000-year millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Satan will be loose one more time, and the, book, the people that were born during the millennium reign is going to muster up and call it Gog and make Gog war. A rebellion is going on, and it's been going on ever since the Garden of Eden. Man has become rebellious against a great loving God. And God loves the world, but the devil don't love nothing about humanity. He don't love God. He don't love himself. He don't love nothing. And the only thing is he's a destroyer, he's a murderer, and he's a liar. And he's lying today that the world is going to get better, but that's a lying wonder. It lies between his lips. It lies between his forehead. He's a liar and the father of all lies. And you shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be what? Famines. There shall be pestilence, and there shall be earthquakes in divers places. Earthquakes everywhere, earthquakes every day. Pestilence is spreading like wildfire, influenza, coronavirus. All kinds of venereal diseases, all kinds of diseases that man can't even find a cure for. They're spreading across the universe. There's famines in the land where people are eating rats. The people are looking in garbage cans. People are on the corner trying to find food inside of the garbage dump. Uh, men are dying from starvation. There should be famines. Famine is caused by the lack of rain, and there's famines all over the land. Pestilence and earthquakes and divers places. All these things are the beginning of sorrow. You talking about sorrow now? It's going to get more devastating than ever known in human history. Men are going to be killing each other. Men are going to be uh, protesting against other. There will be race wars. There will be wars of food war, there will be a position war, it will be such a catastrophe that men will want to die and can't die. And they shall deliver you up before to be afflicted and shall kill you. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. What Jesus is talking about right here, he's talking about the Jewish nations. The Jewish nation will be hated by all nations. And they will bring them from the mess. 
They will bring them before court, and they will kill them. They will behead them. They will slaughter them. They will do that because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Because if you live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. And in the end time, there's going to be a great martyrism where men will be slain by the guillotine during the time of the great tribulation. The great tribulation is where Lucifer will ooh, come to this earth, come to this earth. He will literally be cast out of the first and second heaven. The first and second heaven is located in the quasars. It's located in the great deep in space above the cosmos. And the devil is getting ready to invade earth. He's getting ready to come down and destroy mankind if he can. He's going to try it to the best of his knowledge. And the only reason that he can do it is because men, men, women, boys, and girls have rejected the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They have denied him. They rejected him. They rebelled against him. And they're going after every false religion that you can think of. But in order for them to be born again, in order for them to be saved and sanctified, in order for them to love God, they got to come to the old rugged cross. Um, they got to come where Jesus died on Calvary's cross and went down in the bowels of hell and set the captive free. So what we got? We got families. We got pestilence today. We got over 3,000 different kinds of diseases today. And the men is in the laboratory trying to find out the remedy, but they can't find out. And during the tribulation period come, all these diseases are going to have a breakout. And ain't nobody going to be able to have no serum or no vaccine to cure it because the Lord said, Judgment is coming. The Lord said, I'm going to judge you. And I don't care how much you think you can get away with sin and detest God. I don't care how much you think you can do what you want to do and feel like you don't have to answer to the Almighty. But you're going to have to answer. Oh, yes, you will. Make no difference who you are or where you are or who you are. You're going to have to stand before the great God of Zion because God said, I know you. I know you're down sitting and I know you're uprising. I know you're going in and you're coming out. I know you. The number of hairs in your head. You can't get away from God. You can't hide from God. You can't fool God. You can't trick God. We're living in the last days. And you're usually trying to push it back. And you're just trying to deny it. You're looking at it in the 24th chapter of Matthew. Famine. You say, well, I, I don't see no famine. You're eating every day. Thank God you are. You go to the grocery store just about when you want to, but it ain't going to be that way all the time. Food shortage is coming up. Pestilence are spreading now. They got one that's spreading across America right now. Influenza. They ain't got no serum for them. So what you going to do? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Most folks going to try calling on the Lord, but you better not wait to try to wait till it comes. You better call on him now. There be pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places all over the world. All these things are the beginning of sorrow. They're going to be delivered up, and they're going to be killed for the name of Jesus Christ. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Parents, 
Families are divided. Families are killing each other. Families are at art at each other. Families are mixed up. Families don't even know what family they come from. Families is all messed up. The marriage is shot. People don't marry no more. People don't want to get married. People want to have a good time and have a good sex time. They want to have sex, but they don't want to take the responsibility of raising a family. They don't want to take the time to spend time what God wants them to do. They want to have a good party and then die and go to hell, and they shall deliver you. Men shall be offended, and men shall be betrayed. And many, many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Lord have mercy, false prophets. Well, let's see what kind of false prophets we got. We got Louis Farrakhan, false. We got Joyce Myers, false. Juanita Brown, false. Bishop T.D. Jake false, Rick Warren false, Clef Dollar false, Joel Osteen false, Benny Hinn false. We got Kenny Copeland false, and many, many more false preachers that's preaching false doctrine. They ain't preaching from the Bible. They're preaching from their own ingenuity, and they want to fix it the way they want to fix it to get gain of money. If you're not preaching, say, Jesus and him crucified, if you're not preaching from Genesis to Revelation, if you're not preaching what God has told you to preach from his word, guess what? You're false. You're a phony. You're a quack. You're a jack-leg preacher. Why? Because you're not preaching the word of God. Apostle Paul said, I don't preach nothing but save Jesus and him crucified. And he said, if another man come talking about another Jesus, Ooh, let him be a curse. If you ain't talking about Jesus Christ, the crucified one, the one that shed his blood on Calvary Cross and got up from the grave on the third day morning, coming back again to get a church, and you better be ready. He can save, sanctify you, justify you, glorify you. If you are not preaching real, real righteous living through Christ, then your blood and your sins have not been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Hell will be your home. You will make your residence in hell. Listen. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax. No love today. There's no love in the church. There's no love on the street corner. There's no love at the beer joint. There's no love hardly anywhere. Why? Because God is not living in the souls of men. God is not living in the souls of men. And the only way God can live in the souls of men is through his shed blood on Calvary's cross. You've got to accept Jesus Christ in order to receive God's love. Because God's love it's real. God's love is true. God's love is genuine. God loves those that hate him, despise him, use him, and use his name in vain. He loves them. That's God's love. And he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that you wouldn't have to go to hell and burn forever. Oh, I know I'm sounding crazy, but I'd rather be crazy with the word of God. 
It'd be easy with the word of God, die and go to hell. Listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. Because the iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall watch cold. But he that endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel, the good news gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. This is one of the most powerful verses in the Bible because God is going to make sure that the gospel is preached to the whole world. The whole world is going to hear this all in a period of seven years. Oh, yeah, in the gospel now, but it's not like God wanted to be preached because preachers are not preaching this gospel like it wants. Like God wanted to do. So God's going to do. Woo! God is going to remove the body of Christ. This is what I'm saying now. God is going to remove the body of Christ, every born again believer, from the time of the day of Pentecost all the way until the time of Laodicea church age. God is going to remove the born-again believers from the planet Earth in a moment of a twinkling of an eye. And when he does that, that is called the rapture of the church. The church will be excommunicated in the presence of God in the midst of heaven. And there we will go at the judgment seat of Christ, at the beam seat of Christ, where the saints of God will be judged. And while they're being judged, the seven-year tribulation will start on the earth. Guess what I said? The seven-year tribulation will be started on earth. When will the seven-year tribulation start? The seven-year tribulation will start in the fourth chapter. This is what I'm saying. The seven-year tribulation starts in the fourth chapter of Revelation. Here it is, fourth chapter. Now, you listen very carefully. In the fourth chapter, this is the rapture of the church, guaranteed, 199.99999 on to eternity. This is the rapture. Listen to what John said, what happened to him. After this, after what? After the church age. After the church age. After the church age is over. The last church age is Laosian. The Laosian church age is the lukewarm church. The lukewarm church now is in the making. Since 1948 until 2022, the Laodicea church is being on the making, is in the making. And we'll get to that later. And he says, after this, I looked, and behold, a door opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was it were a trumpet, a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up here. You hear what I said? Now listen, it says a trumpet. I'm going to find in the book of Thessalonians. In the book Thessalonians, let's see what Apostle Paul says. 
It says in the fourth chapter. In the fourth chapter of First Thessalonians. Read. Let's read. Fourth chapter. Fourth chapter. Fourteen verse. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall be raised first, then which we are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord forever. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. These are the saints of Thessalonians. This is what Paul said, comfort one another with these words. Because what John brings along, when John gets through with it, he says, this is what the rapture occurred. After this, I look and behold a door open, a portal open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard, as it were a trumpet, and, 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 and Paul said, a trump of God talking with me, which says, this is what it says. This is what it says. It says, come up here. I will show thee things which must be hereafter. After the rapture of the church, there's going to be a seven-year tribulation that occur upon the earth. After the rapture of the church, there's going to be a judgment upon the earth. After the rapture of the church, God is going to turn, amen, the gospel over to the Jewish people. And they are going to preach the gospel for three and one half years. And there's going to be two prophets that preach for the last three and one half years. But he says, I will show you these things with me hereafter. Immediately, I was in the spirit. I was changed from mortal to immortality. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one set on the throne. Listen, it's telling you that Christ will be sitting on the throne when we are ratcheted up, and we will meet Jesus Christ in the middle of the air, and when we see him, he will be sitting on the throne woo, on the outskirts of heaven. Lord, have mercy. And there, the church will be ratcheted up, and when we are ratcheted up, we'll be in a brand new body a brand new body, a transformation will take forth. And we'll take this old mortal body, and God is going to transform it into immortality, and then we will be able to stand before Jesus Christ at the beam of seat of Christ. You hear what I said? So when you look at Revelation, the fourth chapter, you're looking at the rapture. And after the rapture, John describes the fifth chapter about open the seal. And there was nobody to open the seal. And since there was nobody to open the seal, he began to cry. One of the elders said, don't cry, don't weep, don't moan, don't groan, don't do nothing. He said, but I found a lion out of the tribe of Judah and the root of, of David and the offspring of David that has revealed to open the book and judgment will begin after this one of the seven seals will be broken. 
the seven seals are the seven seals that no man could open, no man could look upon, no man could even speak about it. There's only one man that could open and break the seven seals, and that one man is the Lamb of God. That one man is a root and offspring of David. That one man is a rose of Sharon. That one man is altogether loving. That one man is a man that died and suffered on Calvary's cross and paid for our sins. That one man that hung for six long hours, dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder and gave up the ghost. That one man that bowed his head and went down in the grave and set the captive free and stayed down there three days and three nights. That one man that on Sunday morning he got up with all power in heaven and earth in his hand and he stayed here for 40 days and 40 nights and he went back to heaven and told him, I'm going away to prepare a place for you and if I go will, I will absolutely come again. I'm coming back. That one man, God man, the fifth chapter gives you the throne of Bema Seat. The 24 elders, the cherubims and the peripheries, they were saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who ruled in omnipotent reign. He is standing and sitting on the throne at the judgment seat of Beman. And while he's sitting on the throne, somebody prevailed to open the first seal. And the first seal, listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. It says, I saw a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and the conquer. Well, this white horse is nothing but the Antichrist. He'll come riding on a white horse. Not, not literally come riding through the air on a white horse, no, but he'll come in the form of a symbolic form of riding in a white horse. It will be a man. Uh-huh. That's alive today and he's waiting to ride. I don't know. I don't believe he's gonna ride through Jerusalem on a white horse, but I believe oh, he's gonna ride in Jerusalem in a white Cadillac, in a white limousine. And when he get out the car, I believe he's gonna have a white uniform on in Jerusalem and he's gonna consider himself as being Jesus Christ. And the Jews will be ready for him because the Jews now is getting ready to build a temple, and this temple will be a covenant made with the Antichrist. The Antichrist will say that he will give them permission to rebuild the temple because the Jews have to have a, th- a third temple. This temple is a sign. It's a sign that Jesus Christ is coming soon because this Christ that I'm talking about is not the true Christ. He's the Antichrist. He will come first and to try to deceive the world. But when he comes, he's coming in a white uniform. He's coming looking like mm, a purity, but he will be corrupt mm, because the devil can only deceive you by looking good, uh-huh, talking good. He can only deceive you by putting on a big front. And his Antichrist will be the false Christ 
trying to distinguish himself as being the true Christ. And he will have a bow in his hand. In other words, he won't start no war. He'll be a diplomacy. He will work with the Jews and tell the Jews that he is Jesus Christ, and the Jews will believe it by him saying that you have a right to build your third temple. And the Jews will, amen, the Jews will shout about it. They will be saying, this is Jesus. This is our Savior, this is our Messiah, and they tell me they are going to accept him as being the Christ, but he will not be the true Christ, because Jesus said, if I come in my Father's name, you won't receive me, but if anybody else come in their own name, you will receive him, and the Antichrist will come in his own name, and you will receive him. Now, I want you to get a picture of this now. Because when the rapture occurs, there's going to be a great catastrophic disaster. It's going to be a disaster like never before. There is going to be people missing on this earth. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be rioting. There's going to be all kinds of disorder when the rapture occurs. There's going to be plane crashes. There's going to be automobile accidents. There's going to be people leaping off of buildings. There's going to be people pulling hair out their head. People are going to be going crazy. Why? Because the rapture of the church has occurred, and it has caused great catastrophic disaster, and the world is going to say, how can we explain this away? How can we explain this away? And the Antichrist is going to explain it away. He's going to say that the aliens, the UFOs, the Nephilim, and the lizards, and all these cohorts, all these demons, demons that's in activity now in the planet, in the air, they are working in the air through these UFOs, and they're in cahoots with the Vatican. The aliens are in cahoots with the Vatican. The Pope knows about the aliens. They know about demonology. They have even used the Vatican to cast out devils. In fact, the Roman Empire is one of the most corrupt empires on the planet. And the Roman Catholics came from the Romans, which were paganism. And paganism was here before Christianity. And when Christianity came in, Constantine took Christianity and tried to mix it with paganism. And now we got people saying they're Christians and don't know nothing about Jesus Christ. Don't even believe in the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But they use it. They use symbols. They use Mary as a statue. They use the baby Jesus as a statue. They use all that, but they're not worshiping Jesus Christ. They're worshiping demons and devils. The Vatican is infiltrated with demons. The Vatican is one of the most horrible churches on the planet. They kill babies. They rape. They do. They 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 instigated World War One and World War Two. The Pope shook hands with Hitler. They made a a a, a covenant with um um. They made covenant with oh. Uh, the Duke, the Duke of uh, uh, Italy, I forgot his name, but he was a dictator. The Roman Catholic Church is the most corrupt church on the planet. There's other churches that's corrupt, but this church will lead 
into the one world church. This church is demonic possessed. You hear what I said? The cardinals and all the popes that ever was was demon possessed. They went under the skies of Christ, but it was the devil behind the scenes using the cross as a symbol that they are Christians, but they have never met Jesus Christ. And now the Roman Catholic Church, through the Pope, is planning to bring the one world church into power. And they are now instigating that the Pope is saying that he wants to see all religions, all religions, there's over 3,000 different kinds of religion on the planet. And the Pope is saying, let us all join together under one tent. We are not worried about repentance. We are not worried about the blood of Jesus Christ, although they use it. They won't, they, we ain't worried about a moral value because they got one of the lowest values of churches in the land. Why? Because they use pornography. They use child pornography. They use little girls. They rape boys. Oh, Nero was a homosexual, and he raped men right in the square. And the Apostle Paul was killed in Rome because Rome could not stand Christianity, and Rome cannot stand Christianity today. And that's why people are jumping on board to the to this one world church. This one world church is composed up of all denominations over the face of the earth, including atheists, agnostics, including all the Scientologists, all the Jehovah Witnesses, all the African religions in all the world is joining together under one tent, and they will be led by the Antichrist, the one that's riding on the white horse, and they tell me in the book of Revelation, he's getting ready to ride. The Antichrist is alive today. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's in Western Europe, and he's walking. He's talking, and he's preparing himself to meet in Jerusalem pretty soon. The Jews, the Jews are preparing the red heifers. They're preparing to reconstruct the temple, and the Antichrist cannot sit in the temple until the temple is under construction. And when it be under construction, the Antichrist is going to say, yes, build the temple for the worship of the Judaism religion that was called back in the Old Testament, but no more Judaism is effective. Judaism can't save you. The law can't save you. No mama can't save you. Your daddy can't save you. Your money can't save you. Your prestige, your, 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 your prestige can't save you. Your education can't save you. The color of skin can't save you. Nothing can save you. Your works can't save you. Nothing can save you but the blood of Jesus Christ. You've got to repent and turn from your sins and crawl on your hands and knees at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, have mercy on my soul. Have mercy on my soul. Don't let me die and go to hell. Don't let me burn forever for my own sins. I know you took my sins. I know you hung on the cross with me. I know you bled and died. I know you called from the cross and said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. I know you said, uh, 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 Father, receive my spirit. I know you went in the grave for me. I know you got up on the earth. I believe it. I accept it. Come on into my life. That's the only way you can be saved. 
Because no Baptist can't save you. No Presbyterian, no Methodist can't save you. Your good looks can't save you. Nothing can save you. Nothing! Nothing. All your works that you do in sin can't save you. All the works that you do as a sinner can't save you. All the good things you have tried to do can't save you. Nothing can save you but the blood of Christ. And the world is saying, I'm going to say it in a vulgar way. To hell with the cross. To hell with this Holy Ghost and everything. I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm going to go to heaven on my own. And buddy, you a lying wonder. You'll spit hell open. Because nothing, nothing can wash away your sins but the blood of Jesus Christ by faith. If you believe and accept that you are a sinner, and you believe that you're on your way to hell, not because you're good or bad, but because you have refused to accept Jesus Christ and repenting of your sins, and you don't confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, if you die lost, you will be lost in hell, and you will have to pay for your own sins. Your own sins will be paid by you because you refuse to let Jesus Christ pay for your sins. This One World Church in 2023 will mount up. They're getting ready to mount it up. And they can't come to the, the zenith of this church until the true church is removed. When the true church is removed from the planet Earth, the devil can come in and move his furniture in, move all his stuff down here, bring all his UFOs and demons, bring all his cohorts, all his Nephilims, all this ship shaping, all the Illuminatis will join together, all the secret societies will join together. They will link up and call this the One World Church. And the one world church will turn into the 17th chapter of Revelation. And in the 17th chapter of Revelation, we will read what this church looked like. This church in Revelation will look like the 17th chapter of Revelation. And in the book of Revelation... We will read it will read like this. This is the world church. This is Babylon. Babylon. Listen to what John says about this woman on the scarlet beast. And there was one of the seven angels which had the seven vows. And talk with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show you these, I will show you the judgment of the great whore which setteth upon many waters. The many waters means the population. This whore sets upon the population of the earth, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. 
and the inhabitants committed Fornication and inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of a fornication, both spiritually and carnal. They have committed fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast, full of blasphemy and having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold, with precious stones and pearl, having a golden cup in her hand full, Lord have mercy, of abomination and filthiness of her fornication. And up on her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, an abomination of the earth. What's the mystery of Babylon? The mystery of Babylon is Babylon was one of the wickedest cities upon the planet. And it burned. It's been destroyed. The media Persian been destroyed. All the empires, the Egyptian empire, the Assyrian empire, the Babylonian empire, the Median Persian empire, all these empires were ran by Satan. Satan had control of all the empires of wickedness that was ever up on the earth. And one of the greatest empires of all time was Babylon. And when Babylon fell, Rome came. And Rome came, it took on the same characteristic as all the other empires. They became wicked. They had a religious system. They had a political system. They had an economical system. And John saw this woman ride up on the colored beast, and she had a golden cup in her hand, and it was filled with low-down, dirty, rotten stuff. Stuff that you wouldn't even want to think about. And she would ride and she would get out. Gold, silver, brass, purple, red, all kind of beautiful colors, magnificent, extra, extra, extra unique. It would draw your heart to be with that. And the world loves pretty things. The love love beautiful things on the outside. But on the inside of all that beauty on the outside is corruption. And the church have became so corrupt that the true church have linked up with the corrupt church. And that's why the Lord said, come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. Ever. You ain't got no business in nothing else but a spirit-filled church. If you went in a spirit-filled church where people are yearning to see souls get saved and people are healed without going through a whole lot of rigmarole, you need to get out of it. This woman represents Mystery Babylon. Babylon is back. 
and is getting ready to show his ugly head in a beautiful way. All the churches. Now listen, they are coming together under one umbrella, leaning Bible principles and Bible doctrines and everything that's biblical that God spoke of. They're leaving it out. They want you to just join. They want you just come under one tent. Make no difference if you Buddhist, Shintoism, Taoism, communism, whatever you want to be. Just come together under one tent. And we are not requiring that you repent. We are not requiring that you be baptized. We are not requiring nothing but worship together under one umbrella. The Pope says, I'm instructing that the world come together under this order. In order for this to come to the peak, the church has to be removed. The body of Christ has to be removed. They cannot dwell together. And so God said, I'm going to separate. I'm going to separate the wheat from the tear. If you're in the tear business, you're a sinner. If you're in the wheat business, you belong to God because wheat makes bread and tares makes nothing. This will come to pass very soon. It will come to pass. 2023 is the year in which the Jews will reconstruct the temple. They will find the Ark of the Covenant. They will get the five heifers to offer sacrifice. They will, find, they will find the Gidhan Springs. They will bring back the water in which they would have to have on the Temple Mount in order to act with sacrifice. They're working on that right now. The Antichrist is alive. He is in Western Europe. His name, his name, his name is King Philippe. King Philippe, a descendant of the throne of David through who? Through Esau and Jacob, they intermingle. When the Jews were scattered, they intermingle, and they unite themselves together under the British Empire and call themselves kings and queens and princes and royal blood. But it's not royal blood. It's a setup that they can control the world. You've got the Illuminati. You've got all the secret societies that's planning to what? Take over the planet through the Antichrist. And when this rapture occurs, it will, what, open the gate for this woman to get on top of the beast and ride over humanity and control the whole world, both economically, religiously, and economical, religious, and political. They will run and control the world. And the world will say, this is what we want. We want a world leader. Trump done tried it. Ford done tried it. Bush done tried it. Mama done tried it. Forty-five presidents done tried to bring world order. Can't do it. Illuminati's trying to bring world order. They're going to do it, but it's going to be destructive. 
this woman is going to be involved with every sex act that you can think of. Child pornography, they're going to be involved with wife swapping, they're going to be involved with homosexuals, they're going to be involved with lesbianism, they're going to be involved with transgender or whatever you call it. They're going to be involved with LBQABCD. You know what I'm talking about. Anybody that want to have a good time, just link up with this woman because she's got a whole lot of money for you. she got a whole lot of sex activities and orgies for you. Got a whole lot of drinking for you. Got a whole lot, a whole lot of sin, death, hell, and the grave. And this woman's going to rise. She's called the mother of harlots and abomination of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admonition. This woman, this false church is going to be drunk. They're going to get drunk off of the blood of the martyrs of Jesus Christ. They're going to be killing people, beheading people. It ain't no picnic. This is real. This is authentic. I'm not telling you no lie. This is the truth. We can see it. We can feel it. We can hear it. It's all in the air. You, it's hard to find a Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled church today. It's hard to find. They have a church, but it ain't Spirit-filled. They got too much going on, too much sham-sham, too much clowning around, too much private friends and certain friends. And the preacher, he messing with the sisters of the church and it's all messed up. The seventh verse says, And the angel said unto me, Wherefore, be it thou marvel, I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carried her, which had the seven heads, Rome, and the ten horns, the seven, the ten European common market nations that will ride with the beast. The beast that thou sawest was and is not shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundations of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. And here is a mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sitteth, Rome. And the seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. The short space is seven years. He will come on the peace platform the first three and one and a half years, and then in the middle of the tribulation period, there's going to be a war in heaven. Now, listen, there's going to be a war in heaven according to the 12th chapter of Revelation. There's going to be a galactical war in the spiritual realm. Michael and his angels will literally cast the devil out.
He's going to cast the devil out of heaven. 12th chapter of Revelation, that's where the devil gets cast to earth. He's not, he's working in the air now. He's a prince power of the air right now. He's the prince. He's working through what? UFOs and these aliens, which are not aliens. They're demons. They're devils. They're wicked angels. They're malicious. And they're roaming across the land. They're tearing up homes. They're tearing up our youth. They got our music, got our music straight from hell. All this old jibber jabber, all this old yakky tacky, it comes straight from hell. And if you listen to any of that crap, it'll hypnotize you. It is straight from hell. And just because somebody get up on the stage and sing a gospel song, that don't mean nothing. Or they write a song, that don't mean nothing. You know, the only song that I really understand and really get fed by is the hymn, the hymn, the hymn. Not the H-I-M, but the H-Y-M-N. The hymns that people had a true transformation wrote these songs. But now they don't sing them no more. And just because somebody's saying one, that don't mean their heart is right with God. And so what we got, we got this woman riding the fake, phony church. And the church, there's three women in the book of Revelation. One, Jezebel, the one Jezebel is a woman, and the woman clothed in the sun and the moon under her feet, and the body of Christ. And the woman represents the church. And this woman on this beach represents the false church because she controls the world through three powers. The power of sex, the power of commercialism, and political power. She controls the world. Satan controls the population. But the world cannot control the church. It's not that the world is old that the world will overtake the church. It's the church compromising with the world. They call Satan. But if we rebuke this lying spirits that say God is going to let everything go, you're lying. Righteous God is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. Everything God does is holy. Anything that's not holy is not of God. Don't come on now. Listen what this woman says. And here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman said it. Wrong. And there are seven kings. Five is fallen. One is. And the other is yet to come. What's the five? The five is number one. Egypt. The Assyrian Empire. The Median Persian Empire. 
the Babylonian Empire, the Grecian Empire, and the one that John was in that day were wrong. There are seven kings, five is fallen, five are gone, and one is wrong. The other is not yet come. Rome failed, but Rome was revived. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. When this, when this comes, I want you to get this now. I'm going to try to do this, let you know where you're at. And the other is not yet come. If he cometh, he must continue a short space. Well, since Rome has been revived in 1948, Rome was in the beginning to revive until this day, and Rome is in the making right now. It says, and the beast that was and is not, even the eighth, and is of the seventh, and go in perdition. All right. Rome would be the seventh one. And when this Antichrist Listen to him. When this Antichrist is resurrected from the dead, he will establish the last part of Rome before it falls, which would be Babylon, the mystery Babylon. And he is the eighth. In other words, when the Antichrist comes and he's assassinated and he lays in the woo, listen to me, he lays in the grave. He lays in the grave for three days, dead. By him being dead, he would duplicate what? Come on now. He's going to duplicate a resurrection, a quack, jack leg. He's going to come back from the grave. When he comes back from the grave, what do you think the world's going to do? The world is going to be amazed. The world's going to be traumatized. The world will say, this is God. He came back from the dead. This is Jesus Christ. He was resurrected from the dead. And the world was saying, yes, we will worship him. You've been deceived. When he gets the world at that point, he will set up a idol. He will set up a false idol. He will set up a computer. He will set up a image of the beast. In the middle of the tribulation period, in the middle of the, he was set up a false idol, and he will make an executive order. This is the order. He will tell the world, the whole world, that he is God Almighty. He will go inside the Jewish temple. He will desecrate the Ark of the Covenant. He will. Uh, he would throw that stuff out, and he would take place in the holies of holies and claim himself to be God. And he will tell the world, if you fall down and worship me, or if you don't fall down and worship me and receive the mark of the beast, See a number or name on your forehead or on the back of your hand, 
you will not be able to buy nor sell. You will not be able to go to the doctor. You won't be able to go to the bank. You won't be able to do no commercial business unless you go down to the office and receive a computer chip in your forehead or on the back of your head. You will not be able to buy and sell, and that will be called the mark of the beast that will happen in the middle of the three and one-half years, and it will go on for three and one-half years. Men will die by the guillotine. People will rebel against each other. The family will be killing them. Uh, people will be losing their mind because sin drives you insane. Sin drives you to hell. You don't have to worry about something that will drive you to hell. When you receive that mark, you saying that you deny, you reject, you terminate that Jesus Christ did not die. He wasn't Christ. He was a faith. That means that you will have to pay for your own sins when you Receive the mark, you have made your initiation to worship the beast. And when you receive that number, you cannot change your mind. When you see that mark, you are eternally damned, eternal damnation forever. And the Bible says, and all the world will worship the beast. He will bow down at the beast. They will pay homage to the beast. And at the same time that this is going on, God said, I don't sit the 144,000 to preach for the first three and one and a half years. And after they get through preaching, there was a great, great worldwide universal revival through the preaching of Jesus Christ, the Messiah came and died and was resurrected and coming back again to what? Build and start the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And now we're living in that time where the Antichrist is full grown. He'll be 55 years old, January the 30th, 2023. He'll be 55 years old. He's been the king of Spain since 2014, and now he's looking towards Jerusalem to enter to Jerusalem. And when the Jews get their temple dedicated, when they get the five heifers together, when they get the priests together, they are going to restart the old sacrificial offering because God required it in the Old Testament. Oh, yes, he did. They had to have that temple. Solomon built the first one. Herod and Zerubbabel did the second one. And now they ain't had a temple since 70 AD. And since they're having the temple, they are determined to try to bring back the old sacrificial Judaism of animals. And Jesus Christ said, I've done away with that when I got up. When I died, I took the real temple and read from top to bottom. And no longer 
do I have to go to get an animal? No longer I have to go to the priest. I got a high priest set on the right hand side of the Father. Laid down his life for me that I can be set free. And the Jews are going to find out in the middle of this tribulation period that this was a false Messiah. And God said, I'm going to send 144,000 to preach for 42 months, 1,260 days, 1,000, and times and times and a half. And then, and then, the 144,000 get through preaching. John said, since there was no more church, there's no more church, there's no more preachers, where did these 144,000 come from? Well, these are the ones that God chose out of the 12 tribes of Israel because there's 12,000 that come out of each tribe, which equals 144,000. They will preach around the world, and the world will listen until John said, I saw a number that no man can number as many as the sands of the sea. He said, where did these come from, and who are they? And the elders said, these are things that came through great trials and tribulation, because there's going to be tribulation up on earth, never, ever was it before, or ever will be. And it's going to be a number that received Jesus Christ, 144,000, and they're going to have to go through the great tribulation. And they tell me after the 144,000 get through preaching, God is going to rapture them up to heaven. And when he rapture them up to heaven, he's going to send two witnesses, two dynamites, two dynamite witnesses. Two dynamite witnesses. Moses did not finish his ministry. Moses was well acquainted with Israel. Moses is the one that brought the plagues upon Egypt. Moses is going to do it again. Elijah was acquainted to Israel. Elijah was found on the top of transfiguration. Moses and Elijah was found on the top of what? He was found on the top of transfiguration and the disciples saw them. They said, oh, my God, I see the glory, glorify Christ. And they were talking. I don't know what they were talking about, but I believe they were thinking, talking about the things pertaining to the resurrection. And by them pertaining to the resurrection, they said, now, I don't know. I wasn't in the conversation, but I believe the spirit of my mind tells me they were talking about, look, I want you all to be at that open tomb. Not come out of there. And the Bible said there was two men in the tomb. And they said, Why you see the living amongst the dead? He is not here. He has arisen. Go tell the disciples. Go tell the world that he he lives. Oh yeah. He lives. He lives. I know he lives. He lives. He'll never die again. I'm getting ready to come on out of here. But I want you to know, get ready for 2023. Anchor yourself. Get your Bible out. If you don't go to church, get on your, get, get your Bible out and fall on your knees and tell Jesus, lead me the way that I can understand what's getting ready to happen. 
tell me uh uh-huh, what needs to be done. Repent of your sins. Good God Almighty. And uh, you don't, don't want to believe it, but you think there's a long time left. Well, I'm here to tell you, Brother Bazaar mm-hmm, tells you right now from the Word of God, time is short and the day is far spent. Jesus Christ is on his way back. And when he comes back, he's coming back in clouds and power and great glory. He's coming back to get a church without a spot or a wrinkle. He's coming back uh, to deliver his body from this evil world. Yeah, this world is on its last leg. Uh, don't worry about the end of the world mm-hmm, because it's not going to be the end of the world. It's going to be the end of sin, death, hell, and the grave. It's going to be the end of all wars. It's going to be the end of all killings and murders. It's going to be the end of all devastation that the devil has done. Every since the Garden of Eden, mm, Satan has been raising hell. Yeah, he's been raising hell down to the millennium and down to the age of time. He's been raising hell as long as I've been here. But there's a day coming when the Lord, God Almighty, in the book of Revelation, in the 10th chapter, God's going to send down an angel with a little book in his hand, and he's going to put one foot on land and one on sea. And he's going to hold a book up in his hand and tell the world, time, time, time that now shall be no longer. I'm going to have to gather everything up and leave it here. Yes, I am. I can't take my house with me. I can't take my car. Mm-hmm. I can't take my clothes, mm-hmm. but I tell you one thing, I got a new body. Yeah, I don't know about you, but you ought to get ready. Mm-hmm. Quit worrying about mm-hmm. if I'm going to make it or not. Yeah, you can make it. Mm-hmm. I know you can make it. Yes, you can. And if you just uh, make up your mind, you know, what the world got to give me? The world ain't going to give you nothing, no, but misery and shame. world don't have nothing. Mm-hmm. And Jesus already said, what profit a man to gain the whole round world and lose his soul? What what would you exchange for your soul? Oh, Lord. And when you get through exchanging, mm-hmm, what you going to end up with? You're going to end up with nothing but a lost soul. Don't let your soul be lost mm-hmm, when the rapture comes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you can't go through the tribulation period, but you don't want to go through because it's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to make a big decision. You're going to have to make up your mind for sure. You don't have to worry about, if you know Jesus, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen to you. God got you. And he loves you. I love you. I love to see as many as I can get to go to heaven. Oh, my God. I don't want to see nobody go to hell. The only one I want to see to go to hell is the devil himself. I want him to burn. I want him to burn because I hate him. He's no good. He's no good. He's no good for you. You need to give your life to Christ tonight, those that hear me. I hope you could understand what I'm trying to tell you. I know sometimes it may seem like you can't make it. Sometimes it seems like ain't nothing going to happen, but it's happening every day. I'm going to tell you what's happening right now. Israel is working on the temple. And if they 
get ready to build that temple, I'll guarantee you 110%. I guarantee you, when they start working on that temple, they start announcing it, you better fasten your seatbelt because the rapture of the church is on its way. Antichrist is standing at the front door. And by the way, the Antichrist is coming from Western Europe. He's coming from the fallen Roman Empire, and he's going to take control of the ten horns, the ten toes, and the ten kings, and the ten ten horns, ten kings, ten crowns, and ten toes. He's going to take control of the European common market. In 2023, the church is going to be moving up out of here. And the World War Three will start up after the rapture of the church. After the rapture of the church, the world is going to fall into chaos with a false, with a false announcement as if it's going to be peace and safety. But it's not going to be peace and safety because Russia is in trouble with her oil, with her water, with her vegetation, she's in trouble. Putin wants the Middle East. Putin wants to get rid of the Jewish people. Nations of the world wants to get rid of the Jewish people. You can't do it. You can't do it. Abraham's seed. And Abraham was a man of faith and a man of obedience. And God said, I'm going to bless your seed, and out of you shall come a nation. And out of that nation shall come a deliverer, a deliverer, a deliverer of men's souls. The Lord God said, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming to what? I'm coming to redeem the world. Second time I'm coming, I'm coming to judge the world in righteousness. And I want to let you know tonight, Apostle Paul gives us the key to salvation. He said, if you confess with your mouth, admit that you're a sinner, admit that you're lost, admit that you need Jesus, admit that you don't know Jesus. If you know Jesus, you can't say, I don't know him. And if you don't know him, you can't say, I know him. Because if you know him, you say, Lord, I confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart that God raised him from the dead. And I believe it, I accept it, I lean on it, I depend upon it, I hope in it, I love it. I want you to save my soul. I only got one. And if you miss heaven, if you miss heaven, I don't say it before, if you miss heaven and you die and go to hell, you're going to wish that you never was born and you never will come into existence. Don't go to hell. Come to Jesus and he will save your soul. Apostle Paul said these. In what? In the 10th chapter of Rome, 
room, 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 room. Room, room, room. I'm going to try to do this. Try to do this he says this, now, that if thou, if thou confess with thy mouth, I got a big mouth when it comes to that. I'll open my mouth wide. Confess with, with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe, believe in thine heart, in thy spirit realm, in your soul, in your spirit, in thy heart that God raise him from the dead, come from the dead, raise himself, thou shalt be saved, S-A-B-E-D. Not half saved, not a little bit saved, not once upon a time saved, but saved, saved by his love that he has for you. Come on in to my life. For with the heart man believeth into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's all you got to do. I mean, you got to do it with sincerity. You can't do it half-hearted. You got to say, Lord, I give up. I give up. I can't do nothing. Without you, I cannot exist. Without you, I cannot do nothing. And if you just lay your heart, your soul, your mind on him, Jesus Christ will walk right on in, and he'll sit down with you, and he'll meditate. He will let you meditate on him day and night. He will give you a peace of mind. He'll give you joy. He'll give you love. He'll give you mercy. He'll give you patience. He'll give you whatever you need, not what you want. And what the people don't want today, they don't want mercy. They don't want goodness. They want something that has no, what, no elasticity to it, no substance to it. But he can save you. I know he can save you. Save me from my sin. I love good preaching. I love good teaching. I love the word of God. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I hope you can enjoy the word of God this evening. Amen. If you can't understand it all, keep on listening. I'm going to keep on preaching. I'm going to keep on teaching as much as I can. Amen. I can't, I can't stop now. I'm too close to the end of my journey. The world is rocking and rolling, and it ain't rocking and rolling in the right way. It's going in the wrong direction, and folks are running to hell. They don't care nothing about their soul. And I'm here to tell you, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. This is Elder Bazaar. I love each one of y'all tonight. I'm not all of that great singer, but I always like to end with this. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus just now, just now, oh, come to Jesus, come to Jesus just now, he will save you. Yes, he will. 
He will save. He will save. Just now. Just now. He will save. He will save. Just now. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. I don't care what you've done, where you've been. I don't care how much you think you 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 you, you got uh, 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 enough to get to heaven, but if you ain't got Jesus, you ain't got nothing. You need it today. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you just now, just now. He will save you. He will save you. Just now. This is Elder Bazaar. God, every one of you out there, continue on in the faith. Press on to the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. Lay aside any weight in sin that so easily set us. Let us look into Jesus, who is the heart and finish of our faith. He's the one and only one. Nobody but Jesus can do what he can do. No other man, no other entity, no other God. He's all God by himself, self-existent one, and he loves you. He died to save you from your sins. He died because he can't take sin. He can't compromise with sin. He can't live with sin, and he wants to save you out of sin so that you can live with him forever, and you won't have to face Satan, the devil, no more. You don't have to face nothing but joy, peace, love, long-suffering. You can live forever with Jesus Christ. May God bless you. May his face shine upon you. Be here Sunday evening. I'll be back looking for my brother Tim to be with me. Amen. He hasn't been with me for a while, but we're going to try to get him back up on here, and we're going to talk about some things and try to explain some things that's going on in the world there's more than I can do. Amen. We love you out there. This is Elder G. Bazaar signing out. God bless you. May his face smile upon you, go with you, and be with you forever. Good evening. Go with the Lord. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.